Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. New York City. All right. New York City. You really are the most devious <laughs> bastard in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Well, um, and the thing is, that really doesn't spoil the episode at all. Really you, don't, no. you don't see who he's talking to, so. Oh, perfect answer. Live that Hobbit life. Second seas. Come on. You can you can uh, have second seas while watching the Rings of Power. Uh, <laughs> Shout out also to Greg Castillo in the chat. Welcome. Greg. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, welcome, everyone, including our audio listeners. This is where I'll introduce that. Uh Today on our main topic, we'll be talking about, uh, there's been some Warner Brothers uh, news recently over the past few weeks that we have been off the air. Uh, that is putting it lightly. <laughs> news bonanza. So what's going on here is that Warner Brothers and the new CEO, David Z- uh, David Zass, I'm just going to call him Zass. Zass, uh, yeah. Let's just call him Zass. He has a show he's canceled. He's, yeah. Oh my god, he's just cutting everything. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's been a lot of such a great reference. Uh, oh god. So it's oh. it's funny because like like the origin story is gonna be that David actually went to college and business school and then his brother just became a criminal, but they both like but the purpose for both of them was just the same to just cut something right and one yeah. of them chose to kill people and one of them just likes to cancel shows but they both mark themselves after after they've uh, that girl yeah right Steve Urkel Christmas <laughs> and now they're in competition who can cut more <laughs> yeah. uh, so unfortunately a lot of and this this was the first breaking news I think was the bad girl movie uh not being postponed, not being released on a streaming, which I think that was the original plan. Uh, just not being released, period, at all. Like and, and possibly being destroyed. Yes, that was, that the, was the last uh, just, I heard. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> they did one screening and then just burning what they had. Yeah, yeah, they've uh, according to the directors of the film, they removed it from any server that they have access to because they wanted to maybe uh, rescue or secure some of that footage. Uh, yeah, but yeah, when you're fired from a job, you don't necessarily have access to your old shit. So I kind of understand True. that mentality. That's not their property. It, it is owned by that company. So you really shouldn't have those things. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like art is different. Like this is no, still all th- this is this That's is, such a... This is an IP. This is I part of it. having IPs run your system it's, they belong it's to a, a corporation that just wants to make money yeah it's such a good point that you bring up daniel because that's where i'm constantly conflicted right i can see the fact that this is very much about bottom line and finances and business but that's sort of the point i made and why like i think i lost my shit when i saw the article about them destroying Batgirl, and my comment was they're clearly not thinking about the fact that if they do this, what creators are going to work with them in the future, right? If there is the possibility that everything that they put their effort into, good or bad, 
may just simply end up being destroyed, right? Right. Who's going to work with them? I mean, the one director I can think of that kind of did something like that would be Roger Corman with the FF film. But even he didn't really know that was just for hanging on to the IP, right? Yeah, but Roger uh, Corman always worked a side deal to get extra stuff. He, you know, he would uh, do interesting. A, okay. Yeah, he would always do a film and then be like, well, what else can I get to make other films? Gotcha. Okay, so he he understood the the balance between the business and and the art side, right? Wow. Um, I, I just I just I mean clearly this guy Zaz is uh, Zazlav, I guess I don't know um, is really just uncaring. It, it seems like about I, I think mean, I mean what I've done is I've researched his work at uh, a discovery and discovery plus because essentially when he took that over he said i don't want people to think of us as a cable channel i want to think of us as a content channel so that's one of those guys who's changed entertainment to content it isn't just i'm going to try to bring in people who want to be entertained i'm just going to put so much shit out there someone's going to watch it and that's what i feel like you know when you say you're a content creator sometimes i feel like that's you're a shit creator because you yeah. just create so much stuff that maybe one or two things will hit. But that's a lot of what Discovery Plus is, is like just dumb, bad shows. You know, like there's there's I think at least four Jack Osborne shows of him hunting the paranormal. Who the fuck is watching that? But he has four shows of hunting the paranormal. And every paranormal show is the same fucking show of. Did you hear that? <gasps> let's let's watch the video. And that's the, that's every fucking paranormal show. And I hate that because they're not interesting. They're not fun. They don't tell anything good, but someone turns them on and, and watches them. Yeah, I think one of the other things is how out of touch they are. I mean, let me put up some. Yeah. Sorry for the audio listeners. There's some uh, slides from their presentation, which was the worst oh. presentation. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, I get. Where they have. Coming I mean, now. <laughs> First of all, the, the the binary beyond this is ridiculous. But yeah. Even looking past that, you have a, they have HBO Max as they want it to be their male skew, scripted, lean in, whatever the fuck that means, uh, appointment viewing, home of fandoms, and then you have Discovery Plus, which skews female according to them, uh, unscripted, lean back. Oh, okay, I guess I get it now. Uh, Comfort viewing, <laughs> you know, because I hate having anything to watch. That's comf- like I hate watching everything, uh, leaning back and being comfortable and like no, you gotta be on the edge of your seat, leaning in, man. We we did not have a show about our comfort media a couple weeks ago, right? <laughs> so, and this <laughs> this is the home of genre domes. Whatever the fuck that means. That where they have like true crime, they have a whole thing of true crime. Oh. They have like, um, you know, the the ninety day fiance is an entire thing of its own because they have before the ninety day fiance, ninety day fiance, uh, happily ever after, the single life. They these are all spinoffs of one show, and they only pay those people like a thousand to twelve hundred dollars an episode. So their stars are all on Cameo making more money than they do on TV. Yeah. I mean, they don't have writers for these shows, so they have really low production costs. Their their production costs 
for reality shows run between a hundred and five hundred thousand dollars. So when you're when you're coming from a network that produces shows that cheap, and then they look at Batgirl, and that was ninety million. I mean, yeah. plus they also bought Warner Brothers at a deficit. Warner Brothers was fifty five billion dollars in the hole, so they have to uh, get out of that hole. But all these decisions are also driving the stock stock price down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, I want to go over this other slide, which also was, like, baffling. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if the intern who put this together was just following a sheet that somebody handed them. Uh, but we have they have the brands breakdown. So they have HBO, Discovery, CNN, HGTV, Cartoon Network, DC, and Looney Tunes. That kind of makes sense. That one's probably not the, the worst offender. But then right. we go to franchises. This is uh, bizarre. Yeah, we have, of course, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, the Trinity from DC. Uh, that why, why only those three? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, those are the right? only superheroes that sell comics. Okay. Uh, uh, then they have Discovery Shark Week, which I guess that is a. I guess that is there. That's a franchise. It's a week, a year. It's an event that happens once a week. Yeah. Uh, they have Game of Thrones. Uh, okay. This next one really baffled me, uh, but I, I feel like we need Quay here to explain this yeah, to you. Okay, Quay, so I'll skip that one. So we have the All Wizarding right. World of Harry Potter. Okay, uh, but one of their their top franchises that they talk about is uh, Clay. You coming back in? Yeah. Uh, the one one of their main franchises that they talk about is the Ninety Day Fiance Universe, which is. Okay, so because I do watch this, it, it is it is trash TV at its at, at the worst. It is sad people who can't meet meet anyone around them, so they find people online in other countries, and they either move to America or they have a ninety day show called Ninety Day Fiance the other way, where people move to another country to live there, and. It's always sad because you see these very sad people who can't find love, who've met someone online that may or may not be catfishing them. Oh, my God. Yeah, because you'll have episodes where this guy has been talking to a girl the whole episode, but they never interview the girl because they can't get a hold of her. And you discover he's been paying a chat service to talk to this girl. And it just gets sadder. And then you're like, and then oh he goes, God. then he went to like, the Ukraine to try to meet her and she didn't show up. And then he's like, well, I'm going to track down her house because I bought her airline tickets before and I had it sent to this address and I still have the address. So he's, he's in another country trying to track this woman down. It's just a lot of sad people. Yeah. It, it is really what it is because they're, uh, you know, I'd say maybe 5% of the people that have been on the show stay married and are happy. And everyone else is just a train wreck. So it's really you're just watching a train wreck happen on TV. And it's and and I watch it and goof on it and and riff on it on Twitter because it's ridiculous to see how these people live. You know, it's and, and a lot of them just, you know, they'll have kids. And that's the saddest part. The saddest part of all this is the people who bring their kids onto these TV shows uh, and you're just like, don't put your kid on TV. Your kid does not need to be like your accessory or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then they have, they've had spinoffs from 90 day fiance where they have these two twins called, uh, uh, Darcy and Stacy that now have their own show. 
where they try to, you know, one of them has married and one of them is still looking for love. And they're just sad people who have been on TV so much. They like, you can't recognize what they look like now because they've had so much plastic surgery since the first episode. Oh, so it, it, it's really the bottom of the barrel. And a lot of the times <clears throat> the people that they put on these shows are criminals. TLC has a huge history of people. Uh, 90 Day Fiance had a guy named Jeffrey who uh, is in jail now for spousal abuse. Um, the Duggars. I mean, you guys have heard. Oh, of, yeah. You know, their son is now in jail for uh, <clears throat> molesting like his brothers and sisters. You know, there's um, there's so many different shows that have uh, because they they really don't do any background checks on these people. And, and it almost seems like, oh, well, you know, the more notorious, the more the ratings. And so right. they don't mind having people who are, they had a show about a gun dealer that was only on for a season because they found out he had like, uh, uh, embed or like he had hit a million dollars from the IRS also didn't have a license to sell guns. Seems like a basic check you would do. Oh no. my God. And and overall, reality shows are just fucking terrible for the human psyche. That I mean, one story I read said there's been 30, 38 cases of suicide of people who've been on reality shows. Like, reality show is like the next level of social media is like you become famous, but you're still poor. But people recognize you and you have to still put on this persona. And sometimes uh, that just wears you down. And I even saw a story where there was a girl who was 11 years old who had committed suicide, who had been on a reality show. And it's like, don't put kids on TV. Don't put kids on reality shows, especially. And really have a psychological evaluation for some of these people before they even appear on TV. But that's not what this guy's about. This guy's about cheap entertainment. Yeah. And in some of the shows, uh, he'll hire people to do production work. But the production work is so long that they thought their pay was going to be like X amount of dollars. And they said they broke it down and it turned out to be like $7 an hour to like follow people in naked and afraid out in the wilderness where some people are getting, you know, sick. And you're you're in the Amazon. You're in like dangerous areas. But it's just a cameraman, a, a producer, a sound guy. And that's your whole crew. So that's your cost. They don't see like a writer as a cost when you have people who are just trying to hunt and fish and live. And so I think, you know, that's the way he looks at production is it, it can be cheaper. The most yeah. expensive reality shows I, I, I discovered were, were Survivor and American Idol, where like a finale would cost you a million dollars an episode. But then when you look at like HBO, you'll have Game of Thrones where you'll have an episode that costs $20 million. And yeah. like uh, The Pacific, another HBO show, that costs $20 million. Uh, like those seem outrageous to him, but you're paying for huge production quality. You're paying for stars that you want to see on TLC and, and Discovery. You, you don't know who these people are, but now yeah. they're slow getting people who you're, you kind of know. Like I mentioned, Jack Osborne. Uh, Kesha has a paranormal show this season that, you know, who gives a shit? You know, if they're all the same. <laughs> uh, but like uh, I was looking at like Netflix, their highest uh, 
show, highest costed show is Stranger Things. And that's $30 million an episode. And by the way, the Defenders, uh, when they had Marvel, all those stars in it cost $8 million an episode. Yeah. You know? Amazon Lord of the Rings is the highest, most expensive show currently, and it's $58 million per episode. So, I mean, I don't even know when you have Amazon and you don't sell, like they don't sell physical media of that show. You only get it if you are, if you buy Amazon Prime. It seems weird that they don't even sell that. How do you account for the money that that show makes to to say I can spend $58 million on a TV series per episode? You know? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, good. good. Mandalorian, $20 million an episode. But to me, probably one of the best things that I've seen on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, TLC uh, used to be like a legitimate channel with real shows. When the learning guy, channel. Yeah. When this guy took over, this is when it became the shit show that it is now. You know, it, it's just, I mean, there's so much true crime on there. It's ridiculous, but it's just cranked out because it's content. It's not considered entertainment. Right. So, so the thing, the thing that concerns me about this guy is it, it's one thing if he came aboard and like what you just laid out, Clay, right? This is sort of his MO, right? This, and so we can expect in the future less and less and less scripted, high cost, prestige shows. And instead, we're just going to get more and more of this, you know, kind of, reality crap but he's going beyond that he's removing content off of hbo max to save money yeah. he's again he's completely canceling or again in the case of batgirl destroying content i mean it's like it's so pernicious and and the other thing that, that kind of got me concerned is when news reports started coming about how he now has this 10-year plan for DC properties, right? I, As everyone knows, I'm not a huge fan of the DCEU at all. But I will say the guy that, uh, I forget his name, who basically is leaving, <laughs> yeah, is, <laughs> is basically leaving, but he's staying on through October for the release of, is it... Uh, Shazam or no um, Black, uh, Black, Black Adam, Adam. Um, he I, and I agree this had kind of begun to turn things around because he realized we don't need an MCU style connected universe we need these unique one off films like Joker Shazam you know stuff that are independently unique and not tied to this bigger Snyderverse, right? Trying to get, play catch up. And they were doing well. I mean, all those movies that came out recently were good. They were fun. They were unique. Joker is still, I've got qualms about it, but it's still a an absolutely unique take on an iconic character. Yeah, but okay, Todd Phillips was offered, a, uh, from what I've read, Todd Phillips was that offered makes... a gift to be like the Kevin Feige type. And I'm like, I know. And that makes no sense. No sense at all. One. Because what it's clear this guy now wants is he's not looking at the recent past of DC. He's like, well, we need to do what Marvel does. Let's do our own extended combined universe. So he's basically re-stepping into the bear trap that DC stepped into. 
it's going to fail. I'm sorry. It's just going to fail. They were yeah. getting success by not copying Marvel. Well, and um, that brings me, the last thing I wanted to touch on this slide, and then we can move on to the actual stuff. Uh, this this iconic series and characters. Uh, uh, yeah, like, well, I know. We have Friends, a show that ended in, tw in 2004. Yeah. Uh, we have Fixer Up or Welcome Home. Uh, sure. Who, who's the yeah. iconic character in that? Yeah, the house, I guess. It's the house <laughs> from Poltergeist. <laughs> we have the Big Bang Theory, a show that ended years ago, uh, and that more and more people begin to dislike because of the way that it was uh, yeah. talking about fandom and nerds. Uh, we have the Property Brothers, iconic characters to both of them when you can tell them apart. Right. Uh, <laughs> One's got a beard, one doesn't. The only one that belongs here, Drivers, Divings, and Dives. Yeah, maybe Guy Fieri. <laughs> Okay, but that's an iconic series. Is Guy Fieri yeah. the iconic character? Yeah, oh, like for who? sure. Okay. I think so. Yeah. He's and that series for this one's probably other than the, the home renovation ones, that one's yeah. definitely at least still going on. And then Sex in the City, which I don't think that the the the, the sequel series did very well. I don't know. I don't I didn't watch it. I haven't yeah, they, they didn't do well and they got rid of one character now that they're trying to bring uh, that character back. But also, if you, uh, I know people have gone back, or film analysis people that I watch on YouTube have gone back to rewatch Sex in the City, and they go, it doesn't stand up well. Like, it's very mm -hmm. much a sign of the times and isn't yeah. very progressive at all. So I don't know yeah. how people would continue to watch it. Yeah. I mean, and you, you could you could say the same about Friends, honestly. I mean, I oh, know, yeah. I know yeah. it's having a, a revival among, like, Gen Z, but it, I, it does I, not hold up well. To, to me, Friends is one of those comfort shows that people watched at a certain time period, and yeah. they want to go back to that, and watching that show kind of brings that back. Minus Frasier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go over some of the shows that were announced, and there are no more. Uh, and this nice article that Kyle gave us from TV Line. Oh, Kyle. God. Uh, Carl Clay gave us from TV Line. Uh, so Merry Little <clears throat> Batman. Which was supposed to be the the little Batman uh, in Christmas show? Which okay, it's Damien saves Christmas. Yeah, that would have been cool. I would. Yeah, I would yeah. Uh, I, I want a new Looney Tunes movie. I think so too. I think if it's good, not not, not like Space Jam two. Uh, oh like no, there's Space Jam two. Yeah, look, I'm sorry, those two words do not exist in my my head. Which though. Space Jam Both. Oh, okay. Uh, space, space Jam, yeah. Well, hold on. I buy Bunny. The first one's not. It's not I've never movie, seen it. But it's, uh, you should <laughs> it. You should it. Yeah. It's not equal. Uh, I, I get bummed out about the fact that Space Jam gets highly remembered and back in action does not when it is a better Looney Tunes movie. It is just fundamentally better in every way, and it bugs me, so... Anyway, uh, so um, the, <laughs> the Steve Urkel one. Did Where did that, that come from? Things? Yeah, I, I hadn't even heard of that one. Uh, and and it and it was uh, it was uh, claymation. Is that right, or is that just one? Sequence? I thought it was animation. Animation. I think okay. it's supposed to be animation. Yeah, and it's a uh, musical. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> then we have the Amazing I World of Gumball the movie. Yes. Give me a gumball movie. Come on. I love gumball. 
They're not going to get it. Um, See, my understanding, too, is that he also cut all these uh, existing shows, like uh, Summer Camp Island is one of our favorite shows here in the house, because it's just a very peaceful, fun show, and uh, it's because of residuals. Like, if they if they hit so many viewers, they have to pay out extra, but if they don't run the shows at all, they don't have to pay out anything. So yeah. even Julia Potts, who's the creator of uh, Camp Island, has said, like, she doesn't know what she's going to do with her final season because HBO Max is not going to air it. So what are they going to do with all this content that they own? Are they going to sell it, auction it off? It just seems dumb to own that. How many tax, how many tax write-offs can you get from all these shows? Right. Uh, especially like uh, Julia Potts owns uh, Summer Camp Island. So it's like, really, they're the distributor. They can't really destroy it, but can she resell it somewhere else? Right. I've heard rumors that Cartoon Network, are, uh, because they were essentially selling a lot of it to HBO Max, are going to be getting some of these shows back. And I'm hopeful because Summer Camp Island hasn't been on DVD, but Shelby was able to find a copy in Australia that has the first three seasons on it. So Nice. We have a question in the chat. Does anyone remember the Looney Tunes movie with Brendan Fraser that was a ripoff of James Bond? That was back in action. Yeah, that was that good. was back in action. That was the one I was just railing about. People should remember that because I like that movie. That movie is not a terrible movie. All right, there you have it from uh, Josh. I don't think I've seen that, so I'll let you guys. I'll, I'll believe you. Um, <laughs> so, back to some stuff. So we talked about Batgirl. I think that was probably the biggest. Uh, cancellation. That now, when, when this was when this was announced, uh, I I was also af- afraid because like we have other stuff like Blue Beetle and other projects yep. that Green Lantern uh, that I wanted to see. Uh, we don't. I think the 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 Green Lantern movie show, whatever it was going to be, it's gone too, right? Uh, well. And there are knock-on effects from the backup cancellation. I was just reading about, take this with a grain of salt, but I'm hearing they're now refilming Batman cameos and like the Flash and other things to yeah. remove Michael Keaton and that, put in Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's why they pushed back Aquaman because Ben Affleck, it was going to be Michael Keaton's Batman showing up. Now it's going to be Ben Affleck's Batman again. Which I'm glad for Ben, but I really wanted to see Michael Keaton. I wanted to too. see Michael Keaton as Batman again. I mean, I wanted to see, that was that was such a coup when they got that. I yeah, mean, I wanted to see Brendan Fraser in this uh, Firefly. Yeah, yes, I know. Uh, then uh, the things that work of them drive. They're driving through Gotham, just shooting flames out, and it just yep. looked so badass. Uh, there was a series for Strange Adventures, which I believe this was going to be an anthology show. Yeah. Kevin Smith yeah. talked about he had a story in there that that now it's you know not going to happen. Uh, the Wonder Twins, uh, I think that had been canceled before. Back I think so as well. Yeah, that had been canceled before he came on board. God, now, don't cancel Doom Patrol. These are some it's of the so things good. that we haven't gotten any confirmation, but obviously it's still DC projects that are on, on the HBO Max platform. Morbid, uh, Doom Patrol, Robot Man. Mm. Yeah, Doom Patrol probably the best series uh yep maybe that dc's ever put out harley quinn uh also close to the best series that dc's ever put out and wildly Um, popular how is this is this more of the hbo max is for is for men thing like 
Because Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, those are things that have a very diverse audience. It's not yeah. just men, right? I mean... I don't see a lot of men who go, I love Danny the Street. He's awesome. Well, <laughs> put I mean, me on that list. Yeah. I do love Danny the Street. I, I do so. love Danny the Street, too. But it's just like <laughs> that whole character and art showed just diversity at uh, at its zaniest and funnest. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, we have also Titans for anybody that was still watching that. Uh, if if they keep Titans and cancel Doom Patrol and yeah, Harley Quinn, we know what he's thinking, right? Yeah. It it is that PowerPoint slide. Uh, then also, I don't know the the Flash series was. They, I think that's just ending. I think the, the Flash yeah. series over. I mean, CW also sold like their big majority stake to another company. So these are just CW series that were canceled. Uh, we don't know what. <laughs> The when the police show up on set, flash. that's what Ezra Miller looks like. Yeah, I was gonna say that is a very perfect Ezra Miller photo. Um. Now we have this whole thing with uh, with Warner Brothers that they have two movies that are gonna release, but they're not getting very good traction on on stuff, right? Uh, I think for the rest of the year they push back everything else. They only have Black Adam, and then the other Warner Brothers movie is uh, Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, which now is also under oh, a lot of looks... news because of is it really why Olivia, Olivia Wilde and uh, uh, like and uh, I think she she I don't know Shia LaBeouf left the film and they then she was saying that she fired him for Florence Pugh. There's a lot. I I'm not I have not I, I, I've not heard any of this. I just saw the trailer and I was like, ooh, a new Olivia Wilde yeah. movie. I want to see. All that, I know so. is that. Yeah, that's all I need to. And, and but Florence Pugh is not doing any press for the movie other than with the premiere at Venice. Whoa. Uh, huh. So yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole shit show over uh, even at the, in the movie division uh, because apparently they don't have enough money to release more than two movies the rest of the year, which seems insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, so, yeah. now the. The other thing I'm really bummed about is this Batman animated revival, the Caped Crusader. Yeah. yeah I've heard really... reports they may shop that around to other places, but I was so hyped for that show. And and not just because of Bruce Tim. I love early Batman, right? Give me gloves. Give me no sidekick. Give me he probably has a gun under his cape. Uh, I, I like that Batman. I do want to pitch one idea that really scares the fuck out of me completely is that in all this, what if they decide to sell off DC comics and its properties? Because if they're obviously not going to make these movies, I mean, I know he says we have a 10 year plan, but he probably says that for the uh, uh, stockholders to believe in it. But if he sold that off, I, the first part, I would think Disney would be someone involved in that purchase and that scares the fuck out of me because I don't want one universe, one book or, or one company owning the majority of the big comics. Right. Like, yeah, I can't imagine Disney integrating Marvel and DC like that. But if someone else bought it, a boom IDW or something, I would love to see it go somewhere else and not be treated like it is here at uh, discovery. Yeah. <clears throat> And well, thing, and that for for oh, those, sorry, for, those, for the other comic publishers, we don't know. Uh, like those are also kind of getting 
bought out or having deals with these big companies as well, right? Uh, yeah. So who knows what the future is going to like, even if it was, let's say even if DC broke out on its own again, because I, I, I think that can happen as well. But but yeah, it's it's weird and it's definitely not uh, ideal for for just the creative part of it. Well, and and that's also going back to the slide that you showed. What kind of worries me is, I think to hold on to those IPs, they probably wouldn't sell the comics division. But what if they scale back on the comics, mm. right, as a cost saving measure? And on top of that, and this again is what really worries me about that slide, when they had the franchises or whatever, I, I forget which one, it was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I'm going to I'm going to guess we're going to get all brand new Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman movies in the near future, because I'm already hearing reports that Pattinson's Batman is out, which is a shame because that is such a good movie. It deserves a series going forward. Oh, but yeah. he, he seems like the kind of guy that wants to come and be like, nope, it's a whole new world. I, I'm making all these sweeping changes. We're going to get a new Batman, Superman, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, I I thought we had reports that they were working on the Batman too, and that was moving forward. The Matt Reeves still. I've so I've seen both. I, I've Hopefully seen both. They're working on it, and that it's done. So yeah, I can imagine those are just rumors for at least a three picture. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. So, so um, we have a comment from Leonard Kim, which kind of we'll we'll use as our segue to the next part. So personally, I like that he's got a ten year plan for DC. Sure, it didn't work out before, but I prefer a strategy over nothing. Uh, the bigger problem is all the cancellation and his approach. Uh, part of that 10-year plan is bringing in uh, Dan Lin, uh, who's a movie producer. He's worked on a lot of stuff, including the Lego movies, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, he's got a really, I mean, he's got a pretty incredible resume uh, of, of successful movies. Uh, so maybe this is a person that can actually put some kind of plan together and build a universe. Whether that means, you know, going forward, we're going to get uh, everything's connected or just like we were talking, which I think DC works best is just its own little stories of everyone else, right? Right. You yeah. don't need to put everything together. I know Marvel's got a method to their madness and it's worked out for them. Uh, obviously, DC needs to do something different because they can't just copy yes. uh, the other way. You, you can't. You can't recreate the Marvel method, right. right? And 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 weirdly, that extends both to the comics when they you know hit their stride with FF one, and this new MCU. Just you can't recreate that. It, it it's always a product of its time and the creators of its time. And, and um, people expect it now because people are so like, oh, how come we don't have a main focus on you know in this phase? You know because they want a Thanos, they want an Infinity Gauntlet, and it's like maybe just. You know, sometimes there are superheroes who fight villains, and that's the story. I mean, there is something really great about, and again, I know I always shit on the Snyder stuff. I'm sorry, Daniel. But there is something really great about the Batman being just a very localized, grounded portrayal yeah. of the Batman. <laughs> He's doing it again. He's doing it again. Um uh, for our audio listeners, every time I uh, smack on Snyder, uh, Daniel just very slowly brings his uh, steel case uh, across the screen. Um, so you should come yeah. listen to the YouTube show. Come watch it live. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, so I, I, I see having a 10-year plan is fine. 
but I feel like they were succeeding when they didn't have a plan set in stone, yeah. right? When it was, here is a unique take, a unique creator bringing something to the table. And the other thing, like, no shade to Lynn if they've brought him in to oversee this. But think of all the reports we got just in the past few weeks of them scrambling to find someone. It was going to be Todd Phillips. It was going to be Berlanti. It was going to be um, just, it's like, we got to get someone to be, we need our Kevin Feige. Maybe they don't, yeah. right? Maybe they don't. It just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just flabbergasted by Batgirl and Scooby-Doo being completed films that they're just going to trash because it seems like if, if you could make any profit, those would be the kind of films, a kid film, a genre film that already appeals to a ton of people. Uh, and then it, you know, it, and if it's a part of another universe, it's like you have this jigsaw puzzle and you like, I don't like this piece and you throw it out, yep. you know, when you could tack on a, a, an extra scene at the end to tie it in or make it its own thing. Uh, and to say you have a 10 year plan, everyone's going to say that no one gets hired for a job and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll figure it out. You know, they're going to say, oh, I've got a plan for a whole decade. And he's probably got a post-it note that says Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. That's exactly. It. Exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. he handed that to the intern that made the PowerPoint. So yeah, this, this is a numbers guy who's looking for tax credits to dig them out yeah. of the Warner Brothers hole. And that's it. He's not a creative type at all. Yeah, I got I got a three step plan to save Warner Brothers. I'll give you the first one, but you got to hire me to get step two and three. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you'll just steal my. Idea. The first one's free. <laughs> step right. three is profit. That's right. Yeah, uh, I I'm I'm like like Leonard Kim said. I'm ten year plan or not. I'm mostly disturbed by the action so far. Right, D you know just not releasing, possibly destroying Batgirl, Scooby-Doo, yeah. uh, removing content from uh, HBO Max. I mean, again, streaming services live and die by their back catalog, right? You may be able to, to get them in one month with a hot new release that's, you know, an exclusive, but to keep them around, you have to have a robust back catalog. And yep. they are completely gutting that. So what are people going to stick around for? I mean... I think that those staples, like they put up friends, will just stay there because they're never going to do any more. They're never going to add to that content. That's just something that needs yeah. to stay there. And again, I thought that was an NBC yeah. Peacock only thing. And I guess NBC sold it to them and is probably making a shit ton of money off of that. Um, I wonder if that happened when they set up the reunion, if that transfer occurred as part of that deal. Okay, that comment, Sesame Street is... Yep. Uh, Sesame Street is important. Sesame yeah. Street, but it, it it is available on YouTube still. So if you've got kids, you can still catch that and uh, check it out on YouTube. I mean, I was horrified when the whole HBO deal went down originally anyway, and that was years ago. That was way yeah. before this guy. But yeah, I totally agree with you, um, Hudsonizer. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that but removing was it 250 episodes of sesame street and i saw like a parent on on twitter was like you know my child is still 
young enough but old enough that they have specific episodes they want to rewatch. And I remember those days of like, I don't get to see any new Curious George because my daughter just wants to watch these same episodes over and over again. You remove that episode and you are really like, you're, you're making it difficult for kids to enjoy entertainment and for parents sometimes to just have 20 minutes to go off and like, do work or use the bathroom or something, you know? So, but then I've also heard like the, the current program for kids, like a Coco melon show. Those shows aren't just designed to entertain kids. Those shows are designed to keep them. It focused in the show. They are, uh, uh, using, using things that they've learned from studies to help just draw kids in constantly, which seems so fucked up. Like, you know, (laughs) I mean, I understand as a Gen Xer, we grew up with toys as our, you know, entertainment, He-Man and everything that was on TV was also a toy. But to start fucking with a kid's mind like that, to have them be obsessed with a show is really fucking weird. Yeah. If you take away Sesame Street, all our kids are going to grow up with either English or Australian accents from Peppa Pig and that Bluey show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bring bring back teletubbies so uh, you know at least there's no actual words involved um but no i mean sesame street is a critically important show right and it was a show geared to educate all it didn't it didn't and and that's what even back with the the hbo merger you know concern me are they going to be locking this behind a paywall i'm glad to hear it's still on youtube and is that like official is it like PBS's no, YouTube channel, it, or to, I'll look it up and check. All right, it's on the Survival Street channel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Survival Street. Boy, yeah. don't don't mix those up and give that to your kid. Um, <laughs> give them nightmares. Uh, cool. Is there is there any closing thoughts on, on any of this stuff? I mean, there's going to be obviously more news that come out, but yeah, I think the main thing was our disappointment with with all the with the way it's been handled. First of all, because there's a lot of actual people behind these projects yeah uh, this isn't just like content it's their livelihoods and that those are all being affected we saw very really how it was affecting the creators uh you know they've been very vocal on social media people that worked on the projects the actors uh and then just the fans the other thing right uh so it it's just it it really doesn't look good for the future of warner brothers and discovery like whatever's going on uh so for me, it's HBO. I mean, this is the network that gave us the Sopranos, the wire. I mean, incredible mm-hmm. entertainment that is now like considered to is going to be considered too expensive. Like, yeah, we're, exactly. We're going to, we're going to log on to HBO max now. And it's going to be like all the 90 day fiance shit up top. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, if mm-hmm. you want to see the wire, you know, it's down here over old TV shit, but there is, a I mean, and two channel, and it's got like like there are episodes that have forty six million views, twenty six million views. So there is a lot of Sesame Street still online on the Sesame Street channel. All mm-hmm. right, that's good. I mean, there. And going back to your point, um, just a moment ago, Clay, there's a reason we call it prestige TV, right? Because it's not just often well written; it's well made. Anytime you start aiming for those sorts of things, the budget's going to go up. So, you know, and, and the other thing I read about this guy, this is my last thought, I guess, is ever. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. 
knows Zaslav, whoever, is that he's adamant about theatrical releases. And it doesn't seem to be the experience. It's the double dipping, right? He wants to be able to pay, charge people to see it in the theater and then get them again when it comes to streaming. Yeah. Um, how is that not, how are investors not looking at this mentality thinking, isn't theater going still entirely effed up right now after COVID? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I bankruptcies, uh, this, this, the past two weeks of yeah. major theaters declaring yep. bankruptcy. I and very carefully choose what I'm going to go see in a theater. Right. And I will wait until the time that I know the theater is less crowded. I mean, this, I, we, we can't take me personally as an example of every I don't theater, go to the goer, theater at all. But, I can't. So it's, again, yeah. you know, like, that's not an option for me. I will pirate the fuck out of your movies. Like HBO, <laughs> I'm going to pirate the fuck out of all your movies because <laughs> a, a, Amazon, I don't want to give you any more money. I'm going to pirate the fuck out of your movies. You know, like, if I want to see some of that shit, that's, that's how I'm going to do it. But going to the theater isn't an option for a lot of people. We have monkeypox coming now. I mean, what the fuck? Like, you yeah. know, to say we're going to, you know, start going back to theaters is appealing to a bunch of old people who just don't go to theaters and, and just own stock in the company. That's a ridiculous plan. He needs to go, this is our plan. And if we continue to have the numbers we've had with theatrical releases, then we're going to stagger it and do it this way. We're going to start doing more physical releases. We're going to, you know, like there's so many options. <laughs> yeah. Clay Walker <laughs> chose violence today, but you know what? Every <laughs> day I choose violence, but they chose violence first. Uh, so. <laughs> All right, uh, they're that, burning that girl. Fuck yeah. them. Yeah. That'll, uh, I definitely hope somebody brings a phone to that uh, screening. Oh. oh, I guarantee they are taking everyone's phones away. I mean, unless yeah, they've got a Google Glass or something, there's no way we're ever seeing this. So it'll leak. I have it'll a leak with a GoPro on it. it. <laughs> I believe it. We got our best minds working on a leak for Batgirl. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah. so that, that's our show for today. Of course, let us know on Twitter or in the comments or uh, on you know however you want to give us feedback how you feel about all these cancellations. Uh, let's move on to recommendations real quick. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Yeah, mine's pretty quick, but uh, I'm very excited because this upcoming Wednesday, the hardcover collected volume of Batman 89 comes out. And I love this book so much. I am going to get it. I am going to go watch Batman and Batman Returns and then read it and just finally have the trilogy we were always meant to have. Uh, so, yeah. So go check it out. Uh, Batman 89 comes out on Wednesday. Clay, what about you? Jody Hauser. I mean, I obviously from all the stuff yeah. I've read, I and just praising her writing, I can't believe that I've been missing out on this. And now that you've said the Doctor Who stuff too, I'm going to have to go through the Doctor Who stuff and see if yeah. I have anything from Humble, Humble Bundles I have from her. But she's just a home run. Like she gets playing in other people's sandboxes so well. I I would love to see her do a Stranger Things spinoff that Netflix picked up. I'd love to see her write a Star Wars movie. She, oh. she did a really, really good adaptation of the first Thrawn book into comics. Really? Oh, wow. That was her? Uh -huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, check that out. So I haven't read the Thrawn book, but I've read the first series because of that. Well, she's uh, becoming uh, one of those people that I see her writing. I will buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, well, I will recommend, uh, first I'll recommend the comic that I haven't read that comes out next week. Uh, Thunderbolts number one. This is going to be written by Jim Zub. Uh, it's got a weird team, though. It's Hawkeye, Spectrum, America Chavez, Power Man, Persuasion, and Guts and Glory. Uh, here's a here's a. Who picture. are those last two? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think. Uh, I well, and that's little guy is uh, Captain Marvel in the middle, right? Yeah, uh, but she's Photon. Yeah, now? Spectrum. Yeah, oh, Photon. Oh, Spectrum. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm interested. I don't know who. Maybe this is. Maybe Guts and Glory are these guys. I don't know. Uh, I haven't been keeping glory. up, so I don't know where this follows. I think this follows after Devil's Reign, which is it left a lot of threads hanging. Uh, so we'll see about that. Um, but all right. Well, first uh, we want to give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys for still supporting the channel. We have Sabrina, Mike, the I Read Comics Podcast, and Final Neil. Uh, we also want to thank everyone in the chat, Leonard Kim, Hudsonizer, Legault. Go check out Legault's channel. I'll put a link on the description of this video. Really cool video on She-Hulk. Uh, and, and and Rings of Power, too. If you know nothing about the Cimmerillion, like this guy, uh, Legault breaks down everything from it's Really? Video. Okay. It's a really awesome. good video to watch leading up to the show so you understand things a little better. Because I'm very bad at knowing names and of places and people and events. Uh, also, big shout out to Gregory and Spartan117 on Twitch. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, other than that, do you guys have anything else before we get out of here? No? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, I just want to say, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen that I've been uh, guesting on a few episodes of Ivory Comics Podcast. Go check that out. On the last one, we talked about the Bad Children. Uh, really, really fun episode to record, and hopefully you guys enjoy that. So, yeah, really excited to be working with those guys as well. Uh, and stay tuned. We'll have more videos. There's not a lot of comics this week. It's, uh, like, the fifth week of August, so it's, like, annual week. Uh, so oh, it'll yeah. be very light. So we'll have, you know, we'll have whatever reviews we can get. Uh, so expect that. Uh, but, yeah, we have uh, – we also have, and I'll send this over to you guys, we received our preview copy of Vanish, which is the upcoming Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman book. Uh, so nice. I'll share that with the team so we can all talk about that when it comes out. Uh, and yeah, here's the Cimmerillion names, places, and more names, the book, uh, or really all of Tolkien's work. Thanks, Nicole. Uh So yeah, I think that's going to do it. Uh, I'm going to take us out with uh, the intro because I want to hear the corn song again. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I hope everyone. It is very good. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be taking a break for Labor Day uh, for the live, but then we'll come back and probably. I'm pretty sure we'll do Thor: Love and Thunder, since Disney Plus Day is September 8th, so it'll be out on Disney Plus for everyone to watch and rewatch. So I'm definitely gonna get in one more rewatch before our show. Uh, So if you have any thoughts on that, make sure to tweet us at Next Issue Pod. Uh, or leave a comment somewhere. We'll find it. We don't get that many comments, so I'll find it in the videos. Uh, and we should finish Sandman. I still need to finish Sandman. I need to. I need to. Oh, that yeah, I need to. I need to watch the rest of it. Yeah, oh, I've only ahead. watched the first episode, and I okay. and then they dropped that. They dropped that special episode, which the thing is animated yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, really, really fun stuff. Uh, and so, I heard from Adrian. Adrian goes, "Once you see episode six, call me." So, dude, I'm almost there. I'm at five, and I'm like. 
I like five because it it uh it, it I don't know it, it it's not a final place but it's a good place to kind of take a break. So I took a break there, but I think I'm gonna pick up uh, in the next few days well, since we'll have a little bit of a break in between episodes. Is is five the death episode? I think six is the death episode because I haven't. Six seen is the death yet. episode. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. So I was just curious. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Bye bye. Yeah. Take care. Corn. I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo. Thank you.